This is where the difficult part comes in. This is where truly are you able to operate and run like a business. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Today is another wonderful day for real estate. Absolutely, man. Well, Matt, anything new in your world? Uh, nothing new. Just uh, I was talking with um, one of my bird dogs this morning, and uh, I'm really excited. So hopefully some good deals come my way. And uh, our way, I suppose, I'll, I'll bring you on them. Um, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's good. It's a, it's a weird market out there. I, I don't even know what to expect. So we talk about it all the time. It's just, it's just weird. It's um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Prices are going up rapidly. Uh, rents are going up. Uh, you know, inflation is potentially here to stay, but we also talk about, is it just uh, temporary inflation because we've got these supply issues? Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's that, um, we don't have people that want to go to work yet. Um, uh, some people are just not comfortable going to work. I think most people that aren't going to work are not going to work because, well, why would they go to work when they're getting extra money from the government? Right. Um, so I think you got a little bit of both there going on. Uh, it's creating some problems. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, if I had a crystal ball, I could make a lot of money with it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it's obviously something you kind of keep your eye on and pay attention to. Um, and uh, you know, as we've said before, you don't base your investments on the future. You base your investments on what's going on today, what's actually happening, what kind of cash flow can you get, what kind of potential does that property have, not just random future potential. I mean, we are talking future potential, but we're talking future potential based on actually what we're seeing in the market today. Um, and then, you know, get, get good cash reserves and, and uh, you know, get good financing. Those, those things uh, and well-located. I think those four things, well-located, good financing, uh, good cash flow. And um, what was the other one I just said? Well-located and good cash reserves. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, those are really the four things that I look for when I'm looking for properties. And then of course we have other things we're looking at, uh, can, can we add some sort of equity to it and, you know, all kinds of other little stuff, but you know, if you're doing it right, if you're, if you're buying like that, um, it doesn't really matter what's going on in the economy. I mean, you still pay attention to it, but it doesn't matter nearly as much. Yeah, I see a lot of people winning sales right now, and they seem to be buying with the expectation that prices are only going to go up. And to me, that's just so risky. Like, like maybe prices will just keep on going up and up and up. Uh, but what if they don't? You know, their business plan is going to fail. Yeah, and I mean, eventually prices will go up, but mm -hmm. uh, we don't know by how much. We don't know how quickly. And yeah, you've got to base it on currently what's going on. I agree. It seems like a lot of people are future forecasting way too much, but you know, you can only control your controllables. You can't control other people's. So Matt, we've been on this apartment series 
Uh, what did we hit on last week and what are we, what are we talking about today? Well, last week we talked about uh, closing, like what to do leading up to the closing and what you can expect at the closing. And isn't that it? Uh, isn't, uh, don't you just close and then you walk away a hero? Yeah. Or, or you, more? you, well, no, uh, there's more. You close, you post it on Facebook and LinkedIn, and then you're a hero. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And that's all good. And then you just kind of wash your hands and look for the next deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's uh, a, this is where the real work begins. It's the execution yeah. of your business plan. You yeah. Rehabbing to do, uh, you, know, uh, you know, getting your property management going, all this right. kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. This, this is, uh, as you said, this is where the real work begins. I mean, you've gotten it this far. It's time to, uh, you know, have a, have a glass of wine and then move on quickly because now this is where the real grind works. This is where you, you told everybody, this is a good deal. Now you have to execute, right? You told people that here was our plan. Now you actually have to execute. Now you have to make sure that plan gets followed. So this is where the difficult part comes in. This is where truly, are you able to operate and run like a business? Are you, do you really have your teams and systems in place that you told everybody you really did? Um, so this is, this is where it's the true successful companies actually make their money versus the pretenders that made their money on the front end. And the only way they'll make money on this side is if the market behaves extremely well, which has happened quite frankly, over the last several years. Um, so when markets do get rocky, this is where the, the real companies that are doing a good job, that are executing business plans, that are really on top of it, are going to still do well. Uh, and, and the rest will get exposed. So uh, so, so what's next? Okay, so you close on this property. You know, you, you, you're cheering, you're high-fiving, and you do your social media post and excited everybody we closed on you know 212 unit apartment complex blah 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 what do we do now okay so first things first in my opinion um we want to set and we probably already have this set up hopefully we already have this set up but we want to make sure we've got uh strategic phone calls with our property manager and strategic phone calls with our contractor set up I want to make sure those are set up on a weekly basis for myself. Depending on how the contractor works with the property management company, those calls might be at the same time, or those might be different calls. Maybe the contractor jumps on at, you know, 8 a.m., goes from 8 to 8.30, and then, the prop and then they drop off and the property management calls right after. Or maybe it's all just intermixed. Depends on the dynamic and how that works. It depends on the size of the project, the scope, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but you're going to want weekly phone calls, weekly. I want weekly updates. What are we doing? What timelines are we following? What things are going wrong? Um, you know, and then we want to talk about the tenants as well. We want we want to talk about you know occupancy levels, collections, uh, issues with that, rents. Um, you know, we're always constantly trying to push the envelope. Do we need to raise rents or not? I had a property management call, um, maybe. Well, this started about a month ago. Um, you know, we, we had, we had all these units that we were turning 
But as we turned them, we were pre-leasing them and we had no, we had no availability. So we we're essentially 100% occupied on all units that were able to be occupied. And so I started questioning, like, where are we at with our rents? Because truly people are excited to live in this place. And so we looked at our rents and we looked at our comps and we raised rents by roughly 150 bucks a unit. Uh, maybe it wasn't quite that much. I know a couple of units were 150 bucks, but regardless, we raised rents by probably about, about 15%. Uh, and, and we're, and just to see what would happen. Cause we didn't quite frankly, we didn't care if the market rejected us, that would give us feedback and that would allow us to then adjust because we are hundred percent occupied again on the occupiable units. Um, so yeah, we made those adjustments. The market accepted it. And now we are able to raise rents by 15% because of that. And if we weren't on the phone, if we weren't paying attention to what's going on, we wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, it wasn't our property management company that made that call. It was us that made that call. We need to raise these rents. We need to look at pushing the envelope a little bit. And they supported us. They said, heck yeah, let's do it. Let's, we're going to work. They did some, did some shopping and they talked with some of the local, um, the other local properties. And they said, yeah, you know, and we came up with those numbers together, but we're the ones that initiated that conversation. Yeah, it's a big balancing act, uh, you know, being able to raise rents to a point where the market will be willing to handle it, but at the same yeah. time, not uh, exploding your vacancy rates uh, and also having enough vacancy where you can uh, renovate the units that are vacant. Yeah, and, and that's, we've struggled with that on this property. Uh, it's been a very easy to rent property. And so therefore, it, you know, it's like, okay, what's, what's best? Do we want to renovate these units and creep our vacancies up or do we want to keep the vacancy low? And, and so, yeah, that's, that's always a struggle, especially on properties that uh, it's more of a struggle on properties that need lighter renovations um, and where rent bumps aren't quite as drastic. And that's the case here. The rent bump is, you know, not quite as drastic as it, uh, and now it's beginning to be because uh, the demand is there, but you know, it's, it's different when our rent bumps are, you know, three, $400 a month or greater then it's an easy decision. We got to get these renovated as quickly as possible. But when it's only a hundred dollars or 150 bucks, it's a lot more challenging to go, well, let's, let's, you know, have a high vacancy rate. Yeah. That so, makes sense. And, and so it's a balancing act, uh, a lot of communication again. And, and that's why we do these weekly calls with our property management company. Cause we want to know what the best um, way is. We want to strategically plan that together. Um, when you first close on the property, and again, this would probably be done before you close, uh, but it'll always be a work in progress. As we go, we have a business plan, hopefully that you put together and you are sharing that business plan with your property management company, and you're changing the business plan with your property management company to actually be able to capture the results that you want to. So the, the property management company is a key piece in that business plan. And so they have to be accepting of the business plan. If they go, well, look, this isn't really possible. Okay. What do we need to do? What do we need to change to make this possible? Or how do we, how do we change this to make it so, you know, 
we're not, maybe we're not doing this. That's not possible, but we're doing this. That's close and to get similar results. So we're working with them prior to closing on our business plan. And then while, when we close, we're working on executing that business plan. We're consistently bringing up that business plan. Um, we always have our, our property management company do the rent forecast and we're consistently pushing them on that rent forecast. Where are we at with it? You know, we, you said our, our net collections was supposed to be at $72,000. And right now we're trending at, you know, $68,000. What do we need to do today to push that up? You know, how do we get there? And so there's just those constant conversations. Same thing with contractors. We're always pushing them uh, deadlines, timelines. They're always off. Uh, we just had a, a property management company or, or property, sorry, a contractor call, uh, tongue twister there, apparently. Uh, we had a contractor call today at 10 o'clock and we had a Zoom call. We went through some changes that were happening with our plans uh, as we did some demo, the unforeseen things came up and we had to make some small adjustments. Um, it, it was a, one of the things was we had to throw out a wall that was going to cost an extra $500. It was either doing that or making some other adjustments. We decided we'd rather pay the extra 500 bucks uh, per unit. And it's only a nine unit, so It's only 4,500 bucks. We decided we'll pay that do it right, make it look good and, and, you know, get on the ball. So we went through a lot of different changes in the plans and just mostly minor stuff, but, um, and, and we talked about timelines and we talked about ordering and we had, we had on that call, we had our, our, uh, material supplier, our cabinet supplier. We had, uh, our, our architect, we had our contractor, we had, um, our, our, um, project manager, we had, um, the on-site staff and we also had our cold consultant that was on the call and just went through a lot of different minor things going on in these buildings, what we need to do to move forward as quickly as possible. Really important to get your team together all on the same page. A call like that's, it, it, you know, it was, it was a 45 minute call and it got everybody on the same page together versus, you know, doing one call and then trying to have one person communicate with all these other people and then nobody knowing exactly what to do. So it sounds like when your project manager or your property management or contractors are falling behind on the business plan, you're kind of working with them. You're finding solutions of how to get them back on track. But what if they're like consistently uh, behind schedule or, or underperforming. Yeah. Um, so yes, correct. I mean, we're trying to keep them on schedule. We're trying to find ways to help them get on schedule or, or at least close. We're adjusting the schedule if needed. Um, and eventually if schedule can't get kept, if performance can't be maintained, uh, it's time for a change. And that happens. Change is, is difficult, but make those decisions sooner than later. And realize, by the way, anytime you have to make a change, anytime you have to fire a contractor or property management company, 
it was likely partly your fault, right? And so what did you do during that time to make them fail? What were the things that you did that wasn't setting them up for success? And I guarantee you'll find some things, okay? And maybe you go, well, they were just terrible. Great, maybe they were. What did you do? Why, what kind of support did you provide? What kind of communication didn't you have? What kind of you know, systems didn't you have in place? What kind of checks and balances? And what did you do on your end that you could improve upon to make sure that the next company is set up for success? Because we can only fire so many companies before we have to really look at it in the mirror and say, okay, I'm the problem. It's not the property management company. It's not the contractor. It's, it's me. I'm not doing my job. So sometimes you do have to fire. And again, it's not always 100% your fault, but you have to take personal responsibility and decide, okay, how can I improve on this the next time? How can I avoid firing the next company? What, what do we need to do? And, and, and it, again, even if it is the company, you go, okay, well, what kind of interview process did I have that I failed? Because ultimately you pick that person, pick that company. So ultimately it's, it's your responsibility. And on the flip side, if uh, your team is doing better than expected, they're renovating units faster than, than planned, or they're uh, getting higher rents than expected, how do you address that with them? I think you celebrate it with them and potentially incentivize them uh, with with bonuses. Uh, when, when you look at getting units done faster than expected, it's making you money, right? Because now we can rent that unit out quicker. And uh, so in my opinion, if you value that contract, if you value that property management company, it never hurts to give them incentives. It never hurts to say, hey, we really appreciate what you're doing. You guys are doing an amazing job and uh, we, we'd like to give you a bonus. That in my opinion speaks volumes and is gonna help make them more committed to you. So again, celebrate their success with them and don't let your foot off the gas either. Understand that that can change quickly. And so if you're not on the ball, if you're just going, man, things are going so smooth, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go uh, focus on buying other buildings and just kind of let this one ride. It's, it's doing really well. That can change quickly. And if that changes quickly, it's, it's like a, tr you know, a, a train that, hits its brakes, it's hard to get back up and running quickly. It's going to take a while. So, so make sure you don't take your eye off the ball. Uh, make sure you're still pushing, make sure you're still moving it forward as, as, you know, as best as possible. So. And how, yeah. how often are you visiting uh, properties like in person and what are you doing during those on-site visits? Oh man, I, I, that's uh that's a tough question to answer because it really depends on what's going on in the, in the project and how often I'm needed. So it, it may, I would say typically I'm, I'm at least visiting once a quarter uh, to my properties, but it may end up being once a month or maybe even more depending on what's going on, why I'm needed, what am I needed for? Um, a lot of times we can get stuff done over zoom calls, phone calls. So I don't need to be there, but every once in a while, I feel I do need to be there, uh, and we'll show up a little more often, but, but at least once a quarter we're over there. Yeah. And what are you doing while you're over there? 
a lot of the same is, is quite frankly, when I'm not there, just physically being there, physically seeing the progress, uh, physically being able to walk the property and understand exactly what's going on. Cause you know, you, when you're on a zoom call, they can show you some stuff or they can be sending pictures, but you can't really see everything. And, uh, you know, but I think there's, there's something to be said with just having your presence. Uh, you're, I feel like every time we announce that we're coming, our contractors, our property managers, everybody involved works a little bit harder for the, you know, couple of weeks leading up to it. They work a little bit harder for the few weeks after, um, because they're, they're there to, to impress. And, um, so I, I feel like we always get more production done when we come into town, we get more production before and after. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's just my perception because I think I'm awesome. I don't know. <laughs> well, you are awesome. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Uh, but, but it's, it's also fun just to see what's going on. I mean, it's, we got a big couple big projects going on right now. It's really fun to come and see it and see the progress. And, you know, the pictures are cool, but man, I want to see it with my own eyes and, and actually be able to tangibly like view what is happening with this project. And, you know, you get more excited about it and, uh, there's nothing better than actually going there and seeing it. So, yep. yeah. So, you know, look, I mean, it, this is a critical part and I've had to fire property management companies before I've had to fire contractors before, and it's never fun, but I would say the biggest mistake that I've made when, when I, when I'm looking at that aspect is I, I don't do it fast enough. And so that when you decide it's time to fire fire, Right. I think it's right, only right to give any company an, a warning, basically, and you can call it a warning or whatever you want to call it. Now, some there's, there's some cases where it's not, where it's just like blatantly obvious, like this is just not working. We, we have to get rid of them, get rid of them quickly. Don't hang on to somebody because you don't have somebody to replace them with. I see that when... And, now with property managers, maybe, maybe you have to, but with, with contractors, man, just stop the work, just get rid of them. If they're a cancer, just get rid of them. Um, you'll get somebody else on. And quite frankly, it's easier to hire somebody else on when there's not a contractor already there and it's just awkward. And so, so sometimes it's just like, let's just get rid of this person. Like stop hanging on to them. Um, with the property management company, it's a little more challenging because you do have to still collect rents and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but, but yeah, when, when it's like time to, when you go, man, performance just isn't working. You need to have those conversations like, Hey, look, performance isn't working out. I don't know, you know, why exactly, but here are the things that, you know, we are communicating to you and you're communicating to us and just, there's no follow through or whatever the issue is and say, look, I'm going to give you, uh, you know, two more weeks, four more weeks. Um, I want to see your performance change. If that's not happening, then you have to be prepared. To just go. We're done. We're done. Where I've made the mistake is I go, look, I want to see your performance change. And I have that conversation 
And the performance maybe kind of changes a little bit, but we're not seeing real performance change. And so I'm like, oh, it's, yeah, I want you know, and so I give them more time. I don't give them, for, well, first of all, I don't give them that deadline. That's a mistake I've made before. I don't say, look, I want to see it change within four weeks. I say, I want to see some progress. We need to see this change. We need to see the rents increasing, blah, 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 blah. And, and we start to see it, but we didn't give them real concrete definition of what that means. Forward progress, what does that mean? Like, does that mean one more tenant? Does that mean we collect 10 extra dollars this month? Like that's forward progress. You told me to get forward progress and I got it. Like, why are you firing me? Well, because we didn't, you know, we should, we should come up with an actual, like, this is what we expect. You know, look, you said our NOI was going to be $72,000 this month and it was 68. And now next month, it's supposed to be 72.5. We need to see you you know, get up to $70,000 next month. And the following month, it needs to be 72. And then the following month, it needs to be 70, you know, three and so on and so forth. And so we need to see, do we have these measurable goals for them? Because if we don't, you know, that, that's, that's hard for them to even understand what they're trying to achieve too. Yeah, I think another important uh, aspect of executing the business plan that I think a lot of people don't do well enough is to provide consistent and honest communication with your investors. Uh, how often are you communicating your, with your investors uh, throughout all of this? And what are you telling them? Yeah, once a month or more. I mean, I, it, it's a once a month e email. And then of course, I encourage my investors to call, email, whatever. And most of them don't, but, but and that's okay. Um, some, some do, but uh, yeah, we're sending a, a monthly email update and we're communicating as much information as we feel is necessary to the investors. I mean, we, we don't want to go down and I'm not going to say, hey, at the 10 a.m. on, you know, Tuesday, I had the phone call with the, you know, all these different people. And this is what we talked. I'm not going to say that, but we are going to say, hey, we made some change orders. Uh, we're, we're doing well with our progress. We did have to uh, adjust the budget slightly, but you know, that's not going to affect the overall budget, or maybe that is going to affect the overall budget, but whatever that's going to be. And so we're going to give them those updates. We're going to tell them, I always like to tell them the good and, and the bad, uh, if there's any bad. Um, so I want to give them those, those nuggets so they know what's going on with the property. And I mean, it, the last thing you want to do is have things go bad and cost a bunch of money and you knew about it for a long time. And all of a sudden the investors find out later down the road and they go, well, why, why didn't you let me know? Why didn't you let me know about that before? Like you've known that for like eight months, like, you know, what's going on here. I want to be constantly communicating to them. Hey, you know, we had a plumbing leak. Uh, and, and if it's small, if it's like, here we had a $200 plumbing leak, like no big deal. But if we've got a burst pipe and it's costing us $20,000 to fix, you better be telling your investors about that, right? So what do you need to tell them about big things that change performance positively or negatively? Progress on what's going on with the property positively or negatively. Change in contractors, property managers, you know, anything like that. So anything that deviates really from a business plan to, you know, a, a a fairly large degree, you def definitely need to be telling them about. Um, like I said, it's just like 
water leak and it costs you $200, no big deal. Like I, I wouldn't, that's not something material that they really need to know. That's just a, a normal everyday kind of expense. Like that's going to happen. That's going to happen five times in a year. So what other aspects of the business plan are you focusing on? Um, I mean, you know, we're, we're really, I guess it's just, it's kind of an overall business plan. Like what is, what are you trying to achieve with this property? Um, so we're focused on the overall vision and then we're focusing on a lot of timeline stuff. You know, when are we completing certain things? What's our occupancy levels at, at specific times? So typically in our business plan, we are having an occupancy level chart uh, where, where that is, what progress on our on our renovations and, and what we want to see and, and when. Um, so we're, we're really just following that on our business plan. Um, so it's a lot of timelines. It's a, a lot of, yeah, that, that both the contractor execution and the property management execution um, that we're going to focus on. And then again, it's just about the overall vision. Like, are we actually achieving what we want to achieve? Some of it's not as measurable, like, you know, we want to create maybe an environment, a certain specific environment. Well, that, you know, but what types of things are we doing to create that environment? You know, what do we, what do we do? What kind of activities did we add? That type of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, close on the deal. The real work begins. Uh, yeah. you, you think it's going to run by itself. Uh, you're in for a rude awakening. And maybe you can get by with it as long as the market behaves. But the second that market doesn't behave, man, you're you're not loving life. <laughs> yeah. So cool, Matt. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you? Nope. That's it for today. All right, man. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Thanks, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.